It's time to wonder what it must be like. The movie was called Tristan Shandy, right? Yeah, the movie is called Tristram Shandy, a Tristram. cock and bull story. So, I don't know, there was a, a shock jock that I used to listen to all the time called uh, The Grease Man. I don't know if he was ever around in your neck of the woods. I don't think he so. Was, he started off in L.A. for a while, then he came to Atlanta, he moved all around, and you know that, that whole genre of the shock jock has kind of died off because yeah. you can only say so much anymore today without being you know run out on a rail. But one of the things, one of his expressions was always talking about giving a hand shandy. <laughs> and it was always about, like, that was his way of getting away with talking about a hand job on air. Huh. Like, whoa, give him a hand shandy. <laughs> and so when you said Tristram shandy, I'm like, oh. And then you said a cock and bull story. I'm like, oh, my God, maybe there's maybe there's something to that phrase. <laughs> well, cock and bull story. I'll have a whole episode about that, what a cock and bull story is. And, and obviously, I get the bigger real meaning, but then yeah. because I'm hearing the innuendo yes. from the sh- <laughs> shock jock about, eh, just reach out over there and uh, give it a couple of tugs. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, now you said cock and bull story. I'm like, damn. See, now you're giving me sound bites I could put in my intro. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing I love doing, which I can't tell if it drives guests nuts or not or listeners. I can't help it. I play with my voice. I'll do accents. I'll do imitation. Well, poor imitations of what's in the movie. I'll, I just have fun. You know what? Uh, if, if it, if it shakes up, if it gives the, the listener a little mental goose, why not? I've, I've noticed that I, I would do that in real life. Like in front of my students, I will start talking in a weird accent. We do a delivery exercise one day where it's like bonus points if you do an accent, if you just take on a weird voice and do this thing. Mm-hmm. But on my podcast, I don't do that very much. I have a certain, voice that I put on for a show and they sound very different. Uh, Mandy sucks. I often sound because I deliberately would record in the morning. So I sound like I don't have much energy, but by the end of a recording, sometimes I'll be getting like, you know, to a rant and I'll get a lot of energy and get angry. And there's a few episodes that are very much that and very like long, thoughtful pauses and stuff. But I don't do accents in them. Maybe just because they don't come up. I've, I've found Maybe this is bad for me, and since I want to do movies by minutes, which often are fun with conversation, is I am better at doing the shows by myself, I think. <laughs> well, you know, it could be you'll find the right person you kind of click with. I yeah. Mean, that's, that's half the battle. I mean, let's face it. We all love what we do, but mm-hmm. there's got to be that little special something, you know, that, uh, what does the French say? The je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Got to find that, that special, that certain something. And you can't really put a finger on it. Like, I know Walt. He doesn't do any of the editing. He doesn't do any of the yeah. heavy lifting when it comes to marketing, social media, nothing. But when we start recording, it's like I forget we're recording. It just becomes fun. And then I look up and go, oh, my God, we've gone way over time. You know? And it's just yeah. when you find someone you can click with like that, I think that's that, now, that helps. Did you and Walt know each other before? You knew each other in person before the show, right? We knew each other only a handful of times. Um, one of the guys that I, f- I have filled in for uh, before, he has a radio show called BK on the Air. And yeah. he does – his whole show is focused on nostalgic geekiness. And he talks about everything from comic book movies of today and linking them to being a kid, being that kid that was picked on initially for liking Captain America. And now everybody likes Captain America, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. And so I had filled in for him once uh, a while back, and the first time I filled in, he said, well, I'm going to have my buddy Walt join in. So Walt was actually BK's, you know, long friend. Okay. And Walt and I just hit it off. I mean, here he is coming into the studio for the very first time as a guest. I'm trying to fill in for BK following his format, his show. I put, I print all this stuff out, and then two hours was gone, like in the blink of an eye, and I just knew 
that's a guy I get along with. And we, we did two or three more shows together. And then when I came up with the idea for the Wilder ride, I just knew, I said, Walt's got the personality that I think would mesh with what I'm trying to do. Nice. And when I talked to him about it, he said, holy crap. He said, you know, I don't get to do a lot of radio because of my day job and I love when I can fill in, but I, I've been thinking about a podcast, but I didn't know where to even start or what to do and come to find out maybe it's because of the technical challenges too, but it's like he saw in me the stuff he couldn't do that I could and vice versa. I saw the, 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 what he would bring in terms of content, in terms of voice and quality. And, and he's got a whole different view. Like when we talk about a movie, like there are certain things that he gravitates towards that I'm like, I'm so glad you did that research. I never would have thought to go down that path. Yeah. And I tend to be over here. So between the two of us, we usually cover a pretty good wide swath of material. So it's fun. And when you find someone you click with, you know, it's worth keeping. Yeah. Um, I, two things. One, a comment. I think there's a couple like movies by minutes people that I get along really well with. We mesh well in a recording, but we're almost too similar. Like me and Sean German, I think wouldn't. We'd be entertaining together, but in terms of research and stuff, we'd come up with a lot of the same information because we have a similar approach to like shows and what we like and see are going to do. You both are like the straight man. Mm-hmm. You need like the Dave Palace yeah. to the Sean German. Yeah. You know, you got to find your Robin. I need my Dave Palace. Yes. But n- not nothing to slight uh, Allison, my current co-host for the room minute, but no, 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 no. no and I didn't mean to, to sound like that. It's just, you're, I think when you were making the comment about how you and Sean, I'm like, I can yeah. see that you and Sean have very similar approaches. They're almost in some ways speech patterns on what you, how you deliver things. I mean, he had one episode where we let him talk for 10 minutes yes. straight. <laughs> yeah. On Young Which Frankenstein. I, it was I, great. I did on purpose because it was, number one, it was great. And number two, I knew I was going to come in with a funny joke about class dismissed. So, <laughs> um, but you know what? That's, that's me. I could yeah. do the same thing as Sean. You let me monologue for 20 minutes. I'll do it. But then Walt will all of a sudden hear something in a weird context and he'll make a joke. And next thing you know, we're, we're off on the rabbit trails for like the next 20 minutes before we get back on track. Right. Yeah. And now, Going into season three, you still don't have Walt doing any of the editing work or any of that, though? Well, one, um, he doesn't know how, and two, I don't know that I trust him. <laughs> it's like, my kid knows how to draw, but I'm not hanging the pictures up on the wall. You know, oh. it's just, you know, it's like, um, uh, he could do it, I suppose, but it would not be like what I would want. And it's just gotten to the point where I'm so comfortable doing it now. I almost feel like that's part of the creation of the show because it really is a creative process. But what, what do you call the Walt to you or the, like the Dave or whatever to Sean? There's the straight man. And then what's the other person? Uh, a comic relief, comic relief, like the color yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah. The color guy, the color commentator. What I would like to be is someone's color guy. <laughs> you want to be the color guy. Well, I don't want to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I thought I was talking about just in terms of personality on the mic. I know. Yeah, behind the scenes, Walt is considered incompetent. How about that? <laughs> like, no, he's not. I don't because he's going to hear this at some point. No, Walt knows his limitations. You know what? He's a big fan of that Clint Eastwood line. Man's got to know his limitations. Man's got to know his limitations. Yeah. And he knows what they are. It is, it is useful. Plus, if someone else was editing me all the time, I'd probably get upset about how they were doing it. It'd be a problem. Yeah, Maybe. There's a great thing when I was on a Marvel movie minute. It was me and, um, was that Andy Nelson? Where it was, ba- it was essentially a few episodes of us trying to like out research each other <laughs> because we both had all of the background, same research. He's the host. I'm the guest and we had the same research. I'm like, yeah, but did you see this? <laughs> it was 
<laughs> oh yeah, well I will see that research and up you my research. Oh yeah, well I'm all in with mine. <laughs> we were getting so nitpicky. We we're like, but could you see what was written on the computer screen in the background? <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, speaking of kind of like the duality of, uh, of teamed co-hosts, the mm-hmm. guys that do the Rocky Minute, we actually had a, had an episode where they were in with us. And Doug tends to be a little bit more like me, sort of driving the show, sort yeah. of like the front guy. And Jason is more like Walt. In fact, we even had a comment where Doug said a comment, uh, said something that said, Jesus, Jason, you're like, you're like Walt, but like 10 years in the future. Like what you see is that's what you're going to be. And then I swear not 10 minutes later, because Walt gets bored and we'll start like Googling or Facebooking. Yeah. And then same thing with Jason. So Doug and I are talking and all of a sudden, uh, Jason goes, oh, hey, guys, uh, j- I, I know we're recording, but I just want to let you know that it looks like some escape prisoner is. And then all of a sudden he paused. He said, oh, never mind. Walt just posted that on Facebook. <laughs> so while Doug and I are talking, they're both on Facebook. M- Walt posts something about an escaped prisoner in, in North Georgia. Jason's on Facebook goes, oh, look, here's a post about an escaped prisoner. It's in North Georgia. I should tell the guys, oh, look, it's Walt who frickin' posted it. So um, you and Doug are just having a conversation about the movie. Yeah, so Doug and I just said, you know what? I said, Doug, you're just looking at yourselves 10 years from now. I said, you know, I'm about 10 years older than you. Walt's 10 years older than Jason. We're just your future selves talking to you right now. <laughs> and it was funny. And those guys are really, really funny, too. The two cops in New Jersey. You got to have a sense of humor, don't you? Yeah. So. Anyway, sorry, I know that was another side story. It just made me think about that duality of personality and how that does seem to click. you got to have one who's yeah, a little, if you find the right combo. little bit more of the focused straight guy, and the other one tends to be a little, I don't know, let's call it ADD. Mm-hmm. Or if you're lucky, you have three. Titanic Minute had a great little trio going in. You know, that's one I want to go back and listen to. That's the problem when you start getting addicted to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You start listening, and you don't have enough time for all of them, and you want to. Well, yeah, I've lost track of so many that I enjoyed for a while because they're just... Other ones pop up on my podcast app before them, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm trying to diversify my listening as well just to mm-hmm. kind of get a sense of yeah. other formats. I have yet to listen to a single true crime pro- podcast, which I know are so popular. Yeah. But they're almost like so popular, why bother trying to do one of your own? Because right. how do you break in? And I keep trying to figure out, Walt and I have this conversation all the time. You and me and everybody in the Movies by Minutes community, we're in this kind of niche. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love this niche. If you've got a movie you love and you've got someone who's breaking it down and you make it entertaining, I learn so much behind the scenes. I hear these neat facts. But I keep thinking, how do you grow that audience? Because it is such a small, unique podcast, which yeah. is great because you tend to stand out. But growing that audience is hard and it just takes a lot of work. Right. Other than us... Who are in the community, who is it that's going to be interested in multiple shows all at once? Right. Like they like a movie, maybe they'll gravitate toward, like, like, like I had Halloween people listening to Michael Myers Minute. They're not going to jump over and listen to The Room Minute. It's not the same audience. Right. Except. And that's part of the challenge. For some of us. <laughs> well, yeah. Or, or, you know, there are some people that are just movie yeah. buffs. There are people who just love movies. And so they'd go listen and gobble a lot of these up. We've had a lot of our listeners. That actually came to us from a more culture, uh, like a, they do a weekly podcast called the Radio Labyrinth. Mm, and they yeah. do more like, hey, let's talk about the things happening today. We'll try to keep it light and fun, not necessarily news, but kind of what's going on in terms of the culture, what's going on in terms of movies, what's going on in terms of things in media and entertainment. And then they always end with what, what are we all watching so we can give suggestions. And we were on their show. They were on our show. So they started making comments about, well, if you're into, you know, movies of Gene Wilder, go check out this podcast. And we picked up, you know, a handful of listeners nice. who didn't even know that this genre existed. And they have gone forward and they're like all in with the Indiana Jones minute. They're all in with the Star Wars minute. They're going all in with like, like Lord of the Rings minute. 
the ones that are like the big movie franchises. And now I keep thinking to myself, shit, I don't have a good movie franchise. We're just doing an actor. But yeah, you're just doing <laughs> Gene Wilder. But I mean, I guess there's worse actors to pick. Yeah. yeah. Now is and you know what's cool is um for the next one coming up, Silver Streak. I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I I think I put this out there on movies by uh, our. our our Facebook page for the movies by minutes kind of creators page. Yeah. But, uh, I did have a really good, uh, almost hour long talk with, uh, Richard Pryor Jr. Yeah. The son of Richard Pryor. And he has agreed to at the very least be, be interviewed as we get ready for silver streak. Nice. But he was really interested in being on some episodes, especially the episodes his dad's in. So that should be a lot of fun. That'd be cool. And you know, when we had Chris Corman last year, mm-hmm. those were great. It was Harvey Corman's son. It was just fun to hear a different, you know, the son of an actor's take on, you know, what we're, we're doing all this analysis and he's like, Oh yeah, but my dad used to say this. And it's like, how do you get that from anybody else but family? Yeah. And even if some people knew some of the facts, the way he tells a story about his father is different than they would tell you the same story. And you want to know what's amazing? We're still, we're still like in contact almost every day because he has said to me, he said, of all the people that I've run across, you and Walt knew so much. But you did it in such a way that was so caring and loving, and you made mm-hmm. me feel like you loved my dad. You loved the stuff he was in. I'm like, well, of course we did. And he said, and you taught me things that I didn't even know. And he said, when you can do that, you're you're, you're impressing me. Nice. So we're we're still in touch to this day. And uh, he's like, if I can help find guests for you, uh, you know, whatever I can do to help you. And I'm like, that's that's cool. You know, the kind of friendships you can build through podcasting. Let me tell you, this is I've had this conversation now with uh, five or six other podcasters. It's amazing the difference. The hat that I wear for radio versus podcasting, because I'm just naturally want to see other people succeed around me. I've always been like that. So if I can give somebody an interview because it helps them give you know, a little, you know, toward their business, or if I can give them a, you know, a spotlight mm-hmm. on something and it gets more listeners, I just want to help people. Radio is so anti help people. It's I want all the listeners for me because I'm being judged on ratings. I'm being judged right. on where I fall. So I need to get a highest cum possible in my time slot. And so it's very competitive and it's very, I'm not going to share. I don't want you to know what I'm doing. I'm going to keep it all to myself and I, and I hope you fail and I, and I want to win. And I get that because it's a different model. It's a different market. So, you know, when I said having the podcast earlier in this is an outlet for me, it also is a relief. It's so much fun because there's no pressure to be number one. It's just yeah. have a good time. And if I can help a fellow podcaster, that's just bonus because, you know, I've had a lot of people who say, you know what? I haven't even listened to one of your shows, but I'm going to tell all my friends to go listen to you. If I pick up a listener, great. If I don't, I'm still getting free publicity. We're all helping each other, and it's all social media. It's not costing anybody anything but just the time to remember to say, hey, go check out this show. And your hosting fees. (laughs) Well, there are are costs. Uh, We could could all use more uh, patrons and and sponsors. but That's why if someone asks if I make money on this, I'm like, technically, yes. But no. <laughs> right now, I'm at that happy break-even point, oh, nice. which my wife then reminds me, but you're not getting paid for your time, so yeah. are you really breaking even when you could be doing something more productive? I'm like, I could very well be doing something more productive, but it's not anywhere as fun. Well, yeah, and what would I be doing with this time if I wasn't recording right now? I'd probably be watching a movie. Right. I'm not getting paid for that either. Right. Now, I do have <laughs> to strike that balance at home like we all do. We've got responsibilities, jobs, and things, but... You know, when you find something, that hobby, if you, if you want to call it that, if you find that passion, it doesn't feel like work and it certainly doesn't feel like it's a drain on your life. If this ever starts to feel like it's a drain, I know it's time to start thinking about doing something else. Mine has gotten where it felt like a drain a little bit recently, but that's because in the summer I started a third show knowing I had time in the summer, forgetting that it wouldn't end in the summer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that show is almost over and now that it's close, like I've recorded everything for it already. So now it's just 
getting the edits and putting it in the feed and it's done. And so it feels like it's getting easier. Yeah, pacing yourself, that's that whole going back to Walt's thing, know your limitations. The only time I ever started to want to not be in theater is the one time I was in three concurrent shows. And I was <laughs> like, okay, this isn't fun anymore. Now it's, 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 it's work and it feels, feels like I'm missing things. I feel like I'm not doing the justice to every individual show because I'm spreading myself too thin. And so I've learned that lesson, thankfully, in my youth. Know when I feel like I'm getting overbooked and say, okay, I, I can't do any more as much as I'd want to. I'll tell people I'm sorry. I would love to. I just can't right now. And I think it's better to let people know up front than to say yes, but then give them a crappy product. R- remind the listeners who you are and then we'll... Alan Sanders. I'm a co-host to a show called The Wilder Ride with my buddy Walt Murray. We have a podcast based on the Movies by Minutes format where we look at the movies of, in this case, Gene Wilder, hence the name Wilder Ride. Gene Wilder one minute at a time. We've done Blazing Saddles for our second season. We did Young Frankenstein for our first season. And we are in pre-production for Silver Streak, which will air in early 2020. We also have a lot of side content, some Patreon content. We looked at Poltergeist. We also looked at Christmas Vacation, The Big Lebowski, Princess Bride, and Ghostbusters, and getting ready to do, at the time of the recording anyway, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So we do do not, we do do, we do some (laughs) non-Gene Wilder stuff, but more of the high level, just having a fun discussion, not the deep dive that we do for our regular seasons, like with the Gene Wilder work. And because I still don't have an intro or an outro, I'm Robert Black. You can find my stuff at lemmingdrops.com. If you want to follow me with my annoying politics, you can look up Robert E.G. Black on any of your social media or my podcasts, uh, Michael Myers Minute, Dave Made a Minute, Annihilation Minute, The Room Minute, Mandy Sucks Minute, and I've kind of abandoned it, but not on purpose, Mandalorian's Time Machine. Oh my god, you didn't. You did! You told me to! What the- I, I was just messing with you for punching me in the arm! But I, I can't believe you did it! Oh! Too good! Too good! Oh! Well, good night.
Cut. That's a wrap.